Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. Turn up your volume. This is Unfuck Nation. Now here's your host, Gary John Bishop. Okay, okay. Welcome to Unfuck. Fuck Nation, I am your host, Gary John Bishop, and boy, do we have an episode for you this week, and I mean an episode. If you are someone who is interested in some significant life change, if you want to start a business, change job, move city, alter your body, you want to make it bigger, you want to make it smaller, something in mind for you that would be a big change from the life you've been living and or are currently living you got to listen in on this. The question I'm really asking is to jump or not to jump, or more specifically, when to jump. You see, I get this question a lot from people when they're engaging with life change, like maybe they're starting a business, right? And I'll use business as an example, or a new business, but it could be anything. You know, you might want to become a real estate agent. You might want to just go into another field So I want to get into like the thing that you got to watch out for first, right? And to make sure that you're not making your life choices based on this thing. What thing, Mr. Fucking Scottish person? You should not be deciding or choosing your next thing in life based on how you currently feel. So you got to set your feelings aside. And I know there's a lot of people, what about your intuition? Fuck your intuition. I can fuck with your intuition with a martini. Okay. So now... It's not about your intuition. Your intuition is basically old brain patterns based on previous experiences that you apply to current experiences. And when, whenever they do match, you're like, see, there's my intuition. But then there's all the other times when it doesn't match and then we kind of ignore that. I'm not against being guided by that, but please don't attribute some kind of voodoo bullshit to it, okay? Sometimes it's on, sometimes it's off. It's okay. And if you accept it for that, then it's, it's fine. However... My request of you and what I invite you to consider for yourself is to give up this idea that somehow your feelings have got to align with your future. And in many cases, by the way, that's what people are waiting on. They're waiting on some feeling, some experience of themselves that lines up with what they're about to do. So that as you get some more confidence, you get some more information, you get some more whatever, and that somehow that'll compel you to jump into the next thing. Well, I need you to understand that'll be a long fucking wait. It'll be a long wait because there are two things that has a human being make a big change like that, okay? Two things. And these two things have to happen, by the way. You might not notice yourself coming to these two things, but these two things that I'm about to tell you, if you look back in your life at just about every significant decision you've ever made, you will find the presence of these two things. One, 
you have to feel like you can do it. And I'll get into that in a moment, why that's a flawed logic. And then secondly, that you have to see the benefit, that you have to be able to see how this change will benefit you. So I want you to sit with those two things for a moment. You see, for significant life change to happen, people want to know that they can do it. And, not or, and that in some way, like they can see the benefit of this thing. Now, a long time ago, and when you're as old as I am, that's a fucking long time ago, I gave up the ghost of that logic. Because I realized that that logic in itself was fundamentally flawed. Why is it flawed? It's flawed because if you pick the first one, right, which is that I have to be able to see how I can do it. For me to come to that kind of conclusion, if you like, in my own head, what am I using? What am I basing that on? You're basing it on the past. That is something you've already done or you've seen somebody else do it. So before you venture off into life, you're already thinking, I can do this thing. So whether you're starting a new diet, starting a business, you're using that measure. You're already constrained. You're already in a limited world of what's possible when you're basing your next decision on whether you think you can do it or not. In fact, I would say, who gives a fuck whether you think you can do it or not? You should do it. Some of the greatest accomplishments were never based on what's already been done. We're basing something else. Like I'm thinking of like India's quest for independence from the British Empire. They did it peacefully, whereas historically everybody was saying, well, the only way to get independence is to fight for it. And Gandhi said, well, no. So that is to say that he didn't use how it was done before about how he was going to do it in the future. Right. So it's pretty logical when you think about it though that we are constantly basing our future in terms of what we've done and it's little wonder that we never really have this experience of breaking free from the fucking hamster wheel so that's the first kind of anchor that's got you pinned in and then the second one is you've got to see how it can benefit you which is another fucking illusion you don't have to see how it's going to benefit you that's the wrong context See, everything new that I take on in my life, I take it on from a place of my growth and development. How am I growing? I love to take shit on, but I have no fucking idea how I'm going to do it. I love to do that. And that's having a little bit more trust in my ability to dance with an uncertain reality. I'm not like in love with an uncertain reality, but the truth of it is I started to rely on my hard wiring, my ability to work things out on the fly, and dance with that reality. I like plans. I like strategies. I'm just not attached to them, right? I'm more interested in the result than the strategy. And you get a little fucked up if you get too attached to the strategy. You end up having the game try to fit your strategy rather than have your strategy have you win the game. So start with this idea then that what's out there in your future is nothing but uncertainty. It's about having a little bit more faith in your ability to make things happen. And I want you to know, look, I have faith in you, but not faith in you like kind of some cheesy bullshit. I mean, as a human being, you're highly equipped. You don't always feel highly equipped. I get that. Like if you want to get out of a relationship right now, you might feel as if I can't do it. My own, it's too much. And that, 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 that. You can do it. You got this. 
you just got to fucking jump in there. I don't know what I'm doing. That's fine. Work it out. Work it out when you're in there. Oh, it's starting that new business. That's right. Now, I will say this little caveat, right? There's a little piece that I want to give you. Every big choice I've made in life, all the big ones, I don't cash in everything to make that one happen. I don't fly that way. I take on like the exploring of my future, like the floors on a multi-story building. Like there's a new bottom floor for me every time. So if I'm in floor 22, I'm not going to give up every floor to get to 23. I'm going to go for 23, but I'm going to make sure that there's no threat to 22. None. And I'm going all in on 23. But it, the worst thing can happen to me is more 22. You hear this all the time. Oh, yeah, I gave it all up and went for it. That's good. But there's way more cases of people failing at that than winning at that. I'm all about having belief and all that great stuff. But even belief is an internal condition. That's how you're feeling. I've met many confident people who totally fucking blew it. Many of them. And many of them became clients of mine because they really fucking blew it, right? This is about starting to set aside a logic and starting to embrace something new for yourself. What would this new thing be? And again, think of your own life right now. Think of what you've got going on. Think of what you want to do next. You don't have to satisfy those criteria of having worked out how you think you can do it and whether you think it benefits you or not. Those are just backdoor conversations, if you like, little conversations in the background of your mind. And I guess it's a fairly pragmatic approach, okay? What am I going to do? When am I going to do it? And then get yourself in there. Start taking the actions. Your life only ever changes. Fuck. I mean, this is going to, this is another thing that's going to be on my gravestone. There'll probably be like a number of things on my gravestone, but this will be one of them. Your life does not change in the paradigm of thought. And I know like a lot of my self-help people out there just blew an avocado bubble out their fucking nose there at the thought of that. But I want you to really get, you can have great thoughts and do shit with them. You can have shit thoughts and do great things. There's a lot of crap about that I see, in, especially in this industry, about people, you know, like focusing on changing their internal state. Your internal state is your internal state. How you feel is how you feel. So fucking what? And I'm not saying that like with complete disregard for how you feel. I get it. Sometimes, you know, like you're down there or you're even in the fucking darkness or you're resigned or you're apathetic, or you're afraid. I get it. I know those feelings. I've been there. I'll be there again. So what? That's the thing I'd, I'd invite you to keep saying to yourself every fucking day. So what? And what you eventually see is people are building a case for living a life of the same bullshit. Because it doesn't matter how many times you show somebody the light or you point them in the direction. I know people say they love change. They don't. Human beings are highly resistant to change because change is a threat to your kind of inbuilt mechanism for survival. That's why everything you're building, all your strategies are to give you a feeling of certainty, but you don't have certainty. Waiting for your feelings to change before making a choice is kind of like standing at the railway station waiting for your plane to arrive. It's absurd. Life lines up with actions. It requires you to get up today, tomorrow, and do differently than you did the day before. Your life will change in alignment with those actions 
even though you're not confident about those actions, even though you're in the presence of fear while taking those actions, even though you're confused, like how this is going to turn out for you, your life is constantly lining up with your actions. And by the way, inaction is an action. Your life is as much defined by what you're not doing right now as it is by what you're doing. You're looking the way you look, not because of what you're doing in one hand, but you're not going to the gym or you're not going for a run. Your life is a reflection of that. All right? You have to get that. And so it's something you got to start really including in all your thinking. Your life changes in the paradigm of action, doing and not doing. That's where your life changes. Now, the miraculous thing is, and I talked about this in Unfuck Yourself, by the way. If you haven't read Unfuck Yourself, I don't know what rock you've been sleeping under for the last four or five years. But anyway, if you notice when you authentically engage with something, that is you authentically engage in the act of something, your emotional state lines up with it. Again, I don't want to leave you with the experience like I'm floating on fucking air and everything in my life works to like this most pristine state. No, I have my failures and things don't work and I gave this a go and that never worked and that, 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 that. And I've had all that shit, but I embrace it all. Like it's all part of the experience. I'm not expecting to win every game. I'm just delighted that I'm getting to fucking play it. Right? I'm delighted that I get to play the game of this body. I'm fucking over the moon that I get to play the game of being a father and an author and some of these other fucking things that I do. I love that I get to play that game. Is it all filled with joy and happiness and fulfillment and satisfaction and peace? Fuck no. No, it comes with its own little shit storm. And that's part of the game. It would be absurd. That would be the equivalent of jumping in the fucking pool and getting surprised that you're wet. Being in the pool includes getting wet. And that is, by the way, being in the pool, not on the pool. If you're floating on a floaty or something, that's on the pool, not in the pool. But anyway, ultimately, what I want you to take away from this is there is no better time. If you want to make a change in your life, you got to take the actions. And your life every day has got to reflect the actions that are consistent with the future you are after. And the more that you fill your day with the action, that are consistent with the future you are after. You're bringing that future into today. It's now, it's now, it's now, it's now. So therefore, you got to get your head around this, by the way. It's not about getting there. It's about bringing there here. I want to say that again. It's not about getting there. It's about bringing there here. And the only way that I can bring there, here, is by acting on that right now. And you, my unfucked national, are always here. Even when you get there, there will be here. <laughs> Hopefully that's not too fucked up for you as you're driving at work this morning. You're always about having the future become live for you in the present moment. You pepper your life with the future you are after. You take it out of the realm of dreams and wonder and wants. And you bring it into the realm of acting now. What matters is, and this is a question you would ask yourself, is what I'm doing right now consistent with the future? Or 
am I just doing what I usually do? That is perpetuating the past. Is what I'm doing right now in line with the life I'm creating? Or am I in fact investing myself in the bullshit life that I'm trying to change? And sometimes that's when you need to make that jump. You need to make that leap. And you don't need to have it all worked out to do it. Have faith in your ability to leap. Have faith in it. You don't even have to believe it. But if you look back in your life, you'll see how you've managed to overcome adversity, how you've managed to overcome things, how you've managed to empower yourself when all seems lost. You have an ability to do it. So my request of you is, if it is about, well, I'm going to take my body on. No, do it today. What's something you can do that takes your body on? I'm going to start a business. No, no, today, what are you going to do? Go get your business license. I want to write a book. Fucking open up the laptop and let's start pounding in some letters. How are you going to do it? You got to start taking the actions. And the more that you take those actions, you're bringing the future here. Your future is becoming your reality. All right, that's going to do this segment of the show. Obviously, we're going to take a little break. When we come back after the break, we're going to take some questions from the show's producer, Stephen, who vacuums up all of these questions every week and goes through them and then comes up with the ones that he feels as if would really make the biggest difference for you as a member of the nation. But don't forget, you have this opportunity to participate in every episode, by the way. So if you've got a question, something that you want to put in, or you might have a subject like, Gary, what do you think about blah, 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 blah. You can submit your questions, comments, or ideas to connect at garyjohnbishop.com, or you can leave us a voicemail super fucking quick, punch it into your phone, 646-450-3203, 646-450-3203. We're going to take a break, and we'll be back in a moment. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash trip for free shipping and 365-day returns. Okay, welcome back. Thank you for hanging around for the second part of the show. And look, I just want to put this little piece in with you. As you're sitting listening to the show and you're having those little light bulbs go off or a question going off in your head, and I really mean that. It's like wherever you are in the world right now, if you have something you want to contribute to the show in terms of a question or a comment or an idea, I request you immediately, like right fucking now, open up your email, send me an email, connect at garyjohnbishop.com. I read all the emails, okay? I read all of them myself. Drop us a voicemail, 646-450-3203, 646-450-3203. I'm interested in what you've got to say. I'm interested in where you're at. And one of the cool things, by the way, that I've really been enjoying these last few weeks is people have been submitting their victories. So please, if you're having a victory from reading one of the books that inspired you to make some choice or some decision or other, 
then please let us know because it's important for everybody else who's out there that they get the experience of knowing that victories are possible. A lot of times people are sitting listening to these shows and getting informed, but they're a little resigned about whether they can have what other people are having. So whenever you share your victory with me and I share it with the nation, I want you to know it inspires people to make their own changes. It's not all just about you. It also includes the difference that you get to make with your victories. All right, time for our weekly questions and bring in our producer, Stephen Miller. Stephen, hi, how are you doing today? Doing great, Gary. Another great week, and I'm excited to give you some great questions. All right, what have we got this week? Our first question comes in from Alex. Alex asks, lately, I feel like I'm not measuring up to the challenge, which makes me feel even more risk averse. How do I get over feelings of never being good enough? All right, so stop doing that shit really lays this out for you as a human being. You can actually see your own mechanism at work. But I'm going to kind of paint a general picture here and stop doing that shit. We really dig into it. But I'm going to paint a general picture here so that you can see your own mechanism right now. All human beings are overcoming something about themselves. And I'm going to call it a belief, but it's not really a belief because you can change your beliefs. You can believe something else. But there's this kind of like little background voice that you're never enough, never quite good enough. It doesn't matter what you do. But you see, the mechanism is there to compel you to do something else. So in other words, human beings live their lives overcoming something about themselves, but it seems like they're accomplishing things in life. You see, the reality is, whatever you've set yourself in this life, Try on the idea that the thing you're doing is really just to satisfy that little monkey in the back of your mind. It's just to kind of keep that thing a little quieter. So that is to say you have a fundamental experience of yourself called, I'm not good enough. Now, just kind of let yourself be with that. Let yourself be with that. Experience yourself. Now, on one hand, if you look at your life, everything you've accomplished in this life has been as a function of that. So you're constantly overcoming it. You'll notice all human beings are driving their way towards the future, headed there. And the hope that this all fucking turns out, what we don't realize is the cost of that approach. We lose the current time in our lives. We lose the present. And the more you try and struggle with feelings of I'm not good enough, the more you'll notice it's there. You see, for me, I'm driven by a little internal dialogue that says I'm not smart enough. And so when it's really loud, I'm like, oh, fuck, I can't do it. I don't know what I'm doing. It's too much. I'm overwhelmed. What am I doing? Maybe I should do something else. Maybe I'll go get a fucking job at Home Depot or something. And then I realize, like, that's what my internal noise does. It compels me to live life in a very distinct and familiar way. Therefore, if I live my life in a very distinct and familiar way, I might not particularly like this life, but my identity, my persona knows that life. Therefore, I know there's no real threat. I can just keep living that way. Even though it's shit, I'll keep living that way. But a number of years ago, I realized that that was just a noise in my head, that it wasn't real. It was a thought. And there's an emotional state that goes with it. So the thoughts and the emotions are in this kind of dance. And so when I'm in that space of I'm not smart enough, my kind of base way of being is one of being resigned. Like I'm never fucking going to get there. Now, I'd like to think of myself as an aware human being. 
And when I say aware, I mean aware of my mechanism. And that's what I'm inviting you to get aware of here, Alex. Get aware of your mechanism. It's not you. It's your mechanism. And your mechanism, that little noise says, I'm not good enough. It doesn't mean anything. In other words, it's meaningless. It's there. It's a presence. You can experience it as a presence. And that's all it is. It only becomes a problem when you start having your life line up with, I'm not good enough. Now it's a fucking problem because it's no longer a presence for you. You are literally building a life of it now. So it's an act of you becoming the observer of your own internal state. To separate yourself from that, that's an experience. Let the experience pass through, but stay consistent in your life with the kinds of things that are more reflective of who you really are and what you're really making your life about. That little brain fart called I'm not good enough, it'll come back. It's fine. It doesn't define you. It's not something you should be trying to get rid of. It's a survival mechanism. It's a way for you to make life easily navigated, right? You can make your way through life like, oh, I know this. I know that pathway. I know this. It's a shit pathway, but I know it. I'm out to have you really understand true freedom as a human being comes from witnessing your own constraint. That's when you start to get freedom. Not when you're in the fucking mud of your own constraint, but when you can actually see it for what it is and what it does, then you can actually get some separation for yourself. Like that's that there and I'm here. So I'm not good enough as a state of being that you get yourself into from time to time. And then you indulge it by trying to change it. Most of what you're trying to get rid of in life only exists by virtue of your trying to get rid of it. So it's about letting it be, letting it be itself, and continuing to take the actions that are more consistent with who you are in this world, not some fucking brain pattern from your childhood. All right, Stephen, what else have we got this week? So Gary, one of the things that Alex was dealing with in his question was risk aversion, and it kind of bridges back to what you were talking about before the break. So I'm curious how that can tie together with this idea that I think a lot of us have faced in analysis paralysis and how we need to get over that in ourselves. So do you have any tips on how to get over analysis paralysis and dealing with and confronting risk aversion? There's a difference between being logical and being analytical. They're both ways of being. But being analytical, like if you start to think of like this notion of analysis paralysis, and I know this is present for a lot of people, but if you think of analysis as like a character trait, so forget the paralysis bit. Think of it like a character trait. We're going to call this character your name. So if you're in your car or sitting in your living room right now, your character, we're going to define it by using your name. So this character that you are has certain character traits. And for you listening right now, that might well be analysis for you. Now, if you look at the character trait of analysis, ontologically speaking, that is from the, a way of being. So there are certain predictable thoughts you have, experiences, emotional state, mood, like all of that in like a soup. That's what you would call a way of being. There are things you do, ways you feel, and things you're thinking. Analysis as a way of being is a very internal state. You're mostly trying to answer questions internally. You're not really answering them externally. 
So your persona or your character requires confusion for analysis to continue. So you end up chasing shit that you don't really need to chase, trying to answer problems that aren't really fucking problems, but we'll make it a problem because analysis requires feeding. So you start analyzing. You're analyzing shit that a lot of the times you don't need to analyze. So rather than calling it analysis paralysis, which I've done in the past, too, I've called it that, I would say these are moments where your persona is actually fucking useless. There's moments in your life when analysis is called for and useful. There are people listening to this right now that wish they were fucking analytical. People listening right now who wish they were patient or who wish they were happy or wish they were kinder or wish they were more confident or wish they were da 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 But for those of you that have that particular trait of analysis, it's a self-indulgent cycle where you only see life in terms of that which needs to be analyzed. So on one hand, it's a big fucking strength. And a lot of your big successes in life were based on that ability to analyze. And you should be like, oh yeah, that's fucking right. I got a big muscle for analysis, right? Other people have a big muscle for stuff like working hard. Like they'll grind it out. But if you think of it in terms of this though, that great strength of yours is also a great weakness. Why? Because you're analyzing shit that doesn't need analyzed. So even as I'm saying this right now, you're analyzing this. And what does it mean? Well, what about this? And then what about this? And then what about that? Like, it's an application of your persona that you apply to everything. So expanding yourself requires you to sometimes let go of the need to analyze. I'm not going to quote word for word what Martin Heidegger said, but he said freedom for a human being is the ability to act when faced with your default self. And if your default self is to analyze, then that's what you need to realize that you're doing in a moment of time. Like, oh shit, here goes my analysis. That's the choice you have in that moment. Continue to analyze as your default self or jump in there and trust your ability to work it out. So to let go of that at times when you realize it's working against you, when you realize you're kind of stuck in this little cycle of, I'm just analyzing the shit out of this. It's just too much. That's what Heidegger says. Freedom is when you act in a way that goes beyond what you would typically do or what your default self is compelling you to do. And you know your default self. You know when that shit's not working. That's what really awareness is, a growing awareness of your default wiring and then having the courage to kind of step out there and go beyond it sometimes, realizing that it can be a strength, but also realizing those moments or those times in life when it's working against you. All right, what else have we got for this week, Stephen? So Gary, to wrap up this week, I've got a question in from Gavin. Gavin says, I'm ready for a reinvention and I'm very eager to take the leap into the unknown, but I'm having difficulty finding opportunities. Is there a better way of availing more opportunities or am I just blind to it? Yeah, remember, look, no one's scanning the universe with nothing in mind. So Gavin, you're the same. It's like, I've coached many people in stuff like relationships in the past and say, I can't see me find a relationship. And I say, it's not that you can't find a relationship. You can't find the relationship that lines up with what you've already got in mind. So how can I reach back to my friend Heidegger again here? Heidegger would say the world is absolutely fucking filled with opportunities that you're doing one of two things with. You're either taking advantage of them or you're ignoring them. 
And that is true. And, you know, there's always opportunity in front of you. But are you available for the opportunity that it is? Or are you measuring what's in front of you with something else in mind? Just blows my fucking mind. People think personal development is about being good at relationships or some shit like that. If you want to make millions of dollars and you are not developing yourself personally, you're an asshole because you're not equipped for that future. Oh yeah, and all the bravado and, you know, fucking testosterone you want to add to that, fine. But I've met so many like fucking 20-year-old and 25-year-old and 30-year-old like, oh yeah, I'm going to be a fucking millionaire. You're full of shit. You, my friend, are full of fucking shit. You are not equipped for that. And discovering yourself, developing yourself is how you will equip yourself. People always think, you know, like, well, for instance, money solves your fucking problems. No, money will magnify what you've ignored. Money will rub your fucking face and what you've been trying to get away with. And then you'll trash it. There's a reason why I've had so many very, 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 very wealthy clients over the years. Why do you have so many wealthy clients, Gary? Because money won't make you fucking happy, my friend. And I know some of you are like, I know, I understand that, but I want to give it a try anyway. I know, I get that, but it won't, trust me. So it's about opening yourself up a little bit more, Gavin. There's opportunities everywhere. They might just not line up with what you think or already think. Sometimes I'll go out there and I'll do like big speaking engagements and there's like 10, 15, fucking 20,000 people there. Which still blows my mind that there's that many fucking people there. But anyway, when I go up to talk to people, I say, look, I don't have a fucking scheme for you. And the reason I don't have a scheme for you or a strategy for you is because you'd fuck it up. See, it's not about the scheme or the strategy. There's lots of great strategies out there for making money, fucking losing weight, like systems for you, building a better structure for your life, more success, more whatever. The schemes and the strategies are fine. It's the asshole who's trying to fucking use them. That's why they always end up fucking up. It's the person who's doing it. I've said this before in previous episodes. People say, you know, what's the best diet? I'm like, just fucking pick one. They all work. The problem is it's you doing it. <laughs> People are like, no, my metabolism is Look, losing weight's a very simple thing. Use up more calories than you're taking in. I mean, basically that's it. Move around a bit and eat different. Now, if you're somebody who wants to lose fucking 200 pounds, maybe that won't. Maybe we need to take a slightly distinct pathway for you. But fundamentally, for most of us, if you want to lose 5, 10, 20 pounds, that's the pathway. But the problem is you. It's like your resignation, your resistance, your own emotional state. It's the same with making money. I had a conversation a couple of weeks ago with a very good friend of mine who's a very successful person. And they said, oh, I want to kind of do this with my business. I said, what the fuck are you doing now? they were like, well, I'd like to make this amount of money. I goes, yeah, but how come it's not 10 times that? And then their eyeballs opened up. Because they couldn't see the opportunity of 10 times that staring them right in the face. They could only see one opportunity. There's tons of shit out there for you. The world is filled with opportunities that you're either taking advantage of or you're ignoring. Gavin, try on the idea that there's ideas out there, there's opportunities out there that you, my friend, are currently ignoring. And it goes back to what we talked about at the beginning of the show, because one, you don't think you can deal with it. Or two, you can't quite see how it would benefit you yet. 
the most amazing things I've ever done in my life, I've done by accident. Jump in. Work shit out. Those are some fucking great questions. If you want your thing, your comment, your suggestion, your question featured on the show, you know, there's a ton of subjects I haven't even touched on yet, right? I haven't touched on things like money, tragedy, getting along with people that you think are assholes. Although you may not want to hear that one. But anyway, whatever you want to make a show about, please get in touch with us. Connect at GaryJohnBishop.com or leave me a voicemail. Just your name and what's the thing you want to talk about. 646-450-3203. 646-450-3203. And for all of you that are out there listening right now, please don't forget, there's an ocean of shows out there, you guys. And if you really feel as if this show's great and can be great for people, then my request of you is subscribe, throw down some stars, get out your phone or your tablet, or your laptop right fucking now. Not if you're driving, you need to pull in and review. Leave us a review. Those reviews are massive. Even if you just want to say three words, that's a review. As usual, have a great one and I'll see you on the flip side. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market.